0: quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice to text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about this idea of parenting is an endeavor in changing you, not really your children or their behavior. So parenting has traditionally been thought of as behaviorism. How can I get my child's behavior to change? How can I get them to stop hitting their brother? How can I get them to stop refusing? How can I get them to behave and do the things that I want them to do and not do the things I don't want them to do? So traditionally, we've used the idea of punishments and rewards to modify behavior, behavior modification, right? And Much of what they use in traditional schools too. It's what I was taught as a teacher is, you know, behavior management plans. You know, here you have all these clips and you're going to clip up if you're good and you're going to click down if you're bad. And if you're, you clip too far down, then we call your mom or you put your name on the board or any of these tactics just to get the behavior to change. And that all came from behaviorism. And I, I believe one of the pioneers is B.F. Skinner. And B.F. Skinner was a professor at Harvard. He did these studies using lab rats and he got lab rats to change their behavior. Either they would drink the water or they wouldn't drink the water depending on what kind of um, reinforcement they had, either a positive or negative reinforcement, and it worked. And he was well known and renowned. And so this became the way in which people started to be- come to their parenting is using rewards and punishments. And I think even before that, people were using rewards and punishments, but he kind of pioneered this whole idea later on. After like the spanking and all of that started to subside, we needed something else to sink our teeth into. So that's how parenting has kind of been looked at traditionally is how do I modify my child's behavior? How do I get them to behave? How do I get their behaviors to change so that parenting can be easier for me? Because it's too hard when they push back all the time and it's too hard when they say no. And it's it's really triggering for us because, you know, we come from our own backgrounds of our own childhood and we likely weren't allowed to say no. And so when our child says no, it can be very unearthing for us. So that's why we use rewards and punishments. The problem is, is that we're not lab rats and we have complex brains and limbic systems and we have complex thoughts and nobody likes to be punished or rewarded because it feels manipulative. So If we abandon this whole idea, and this is what I hear a lot on Instagram, people will say, what am I supposed to do if I can't use my bribes and my threats or my consequences? How can I get my child to behave? And I think that there has to be a bigger understanding and a bigger idea than just how do I get my kid to behave? Because if that's just your idea, it feels like you are just taking care of animals, right? You're just trying to get the animal to behave. And you're not really thinking of the bigger, more important picture. And the bigger, more important picture is the relationship. And what we're really trying to do is form a deep bonded relationship with somebody else. And I believe the only way to have a mature, deep bonded relationship with an immature, little tiny being or even bigger being, but they're still immature, is to be the mature person. We have to fly at 30,000 feet. We can't be at ground level. We have to be more evolved than our children are. That can be very hard. And that's kind of a big ask for us because we come with our own childhood wounds. We come with our own baggage. We come with our own temperament. We come with a partner, maybe who is doing this with us or not doing this with us, or we're getting along with them or we're not getting along with them. But either way, it probably adds an extra piece in there. So there's a lot on our plate. But we had kids, and now our kids and their emotionality and our relationship, our relationship with our children is our responsibility. So, really, parenting is an endeavor in changing yourself. And how can you? craft your parenting in a mature, evolved way that helps you help your child navigate their world. It isn't about them conforming to our world. It's about us guiding them in navigating their world. How do we help them become better people? People who learn the skills of life, people who have good emotionality, people who are well-adjusted, right? We want well-adjusted people in our world. But if we're constantly worried about the behavior and we want that behavior to change, we aren't really sticking into this idea of our behavior changing and also doing it for the betterment of the relationship. So a lot of people will say, well, if my kid makes me angry, I'm going to tell him, you know, that really upset me and you know, what you did was really unkind and it's not acceptable and some of these like correction things. But where does that come from? Where does that idea that we need to be respected by our child or that we need to be treated a certain way by our child in order for parenting to work or for in order for us to feel good in our parenting because that seems to be kind of the norm you know that children are responsible to some degree to keeping us happy but if we're flying at 30,000 feet and we're self-regulated and we we're working on our childhood trauma and we become triggered and we know it but we hold that trigger and we hold that trigger until we can get to a place where we can <laughs> voice that trigger with an adult journal that trigger out talk to you know our sister our best friend Whoever we want and say, oh my gosh, every time they say no to me, it makes me insane. I can't take it anymore. That's legitimate and valid. And absolutely, it's important to have your feelings and it's important to acknowledge your anger, but not with your children as the audience. They are not there to take on our dysregulation. So we have to change our behavior for our children. Because they are the special people in our lives and they're immature and they're easily affected and they're young and they have soft hearts and they need us to come self-regulated even when they really piss us off, even when they push us too far, even when they're icky and yucky. Because they're the immature beings that should be able to be these ways because these are the ways in which immature people are in the world. They spew. Unkind things when something bad happens. They say the wrong thing all the time because they're kids and they're going to do that. We have to give them that breeding ground to do that, that space to do that, because that's part of maturing and that's part of learning and that's part of growing up. But we unfortunately can't necessarily have that same space with our kids. We can have that same space with our therapist, with our friends, alone and with our journal in our car when we're screaming, but we don't necessarily have that space with with our kids because it's too hard for them. That's too hard for them to navigate. My one-on-one parenting sessions are designed for us to dive deeply into your own personal parenting struggles. I wasn't being who I wanted to be as a parent. And I was often just really at a loss for what to do in situations that felt really hard. That's where we were when we started. We unravel those struggles using connection as opposed to resorting to punishments and threats and bribes. I teach you how to make that change. Myself and my husband like just didn't really know how to connect with our daughters. It was like a complete paradigm shift from what we were doing that was very obviously not working into more, how can I be the best parent you need me to be in whatever situation we find ourselves in? Let me help you find more self-regulation so you can have the calm household that you always wanted to have. And now I'm like, duh, duh. why i not I learn this sooner? Become my private client today to find more peace in your household. Go to courses.peaceandparentingla.com forward slash private hyphen sessions to find out more information. Well, I'm so glad we found you. Thank goodness for Instagram. Think about it. How hard is it for us to take on our kids' feelings when they're being unkind, when they're being mean, and when they're saying the wrong thing? It's hard. It's really hard. And so it is equally as hard for a little tiny child or even a teenage child to endure our feelings. It's difficult for them. And it's not fair to put that on them. I know it doesn't seem fair to us. And it really it actually isn't fair to us. It is not fair that we have to take on the feelings. It is not fair that they get to be the dysregulated ones, and we can't. None of that is fair. But again, we're the adult, and if we're talking trying to be the best parent we can be, then that means coming to every single situation regulated now, can you probably not. <laughs> But if that's your goal, right, we're gonna try to do this. We're gonna try to come to every situation regulated. If you make it 75% of the time, great, good for you. I think that's a definitely your winning because sometimes you just are overwhelmed with your life and sometimes you yell, and sometimes those things happen. But it isn't that you want to do that, but occasionally you also can't regulate. And even all the work you do and all of the, you know, healing that you do, you still might falter. And That's to be expected because we're human. But I think if we come with the idea, if our intention is to parent at 30,000 feet and to make this an endeavor in our behavior and how we can stay regulated and how we can come with calm and how we can parent without punishments and how we can unconditionally love our kids, if we can come and change our behaviors and parent with maturity, and i really believe that's what parenting is all about it's about how do i find my highest ground my most mature my most evolved persona to bring to my parenting now you're going to be a work in progress all the time i i i am i'm a work in progress big time but i'm working i'm working at it i work at it all the time i work at trying not to react so as me you know she has a boyfriend she's telling me about the boyfriend and you know she said some things where i was like oh i don't know you know yeah that sounds you know i don't know like i i have an opinion about what's happening and i don't say anything because i'm letting her have her experience and i'm allowing her to learn things and i want her to experience life and me to be the ardent supporter as opposed to you know the dictator or somehow you know giving so much advice that it isn't probably healthy for her, but it's hard. It's hard for me to stay regulated. It's hard for me not to jump in. It's hard for me to fly at 30,000 feet and be the mature adult that knows that Esme's gonna figure all her stuff out. She understands what, or she will understand and learn a lot of things in these experiences and that I have to support her and tr- and trust in her. And that's not easy. That takes a very evolved Mindset to do that. And at times I don't have it. It's, <laughs> it falls away. And I, I want to give advice and I want to correct. And I, I want to say, You really pissed me off. Why are you saying that to me? I want to say those things too. And I want to, or I want to say, You know, that really hurt my feelings. I really didn't like that. But I don't need to do that because I don't need for her to feel bad about hurting my feelings. I don't need that from her because it doesn't make me a better person. It doesn't really help me if I think about it. If I really think about it, it doesn't help me to make her apologize to me or make her feel bad that I'm angry or upset. I don't need to be. I really don't. I don't need to allow my child to trigger me. Now, do I at times? Absolutely. But I come with this intention that I don't want her to. That I try not to let her do. And if she does... I or either of them do, I take that trigger and I take that upset and I express it and voice it and write about it and get it out elsewhere, not in front of my kids. So I guess this is really just a podcast on how do you say self regulate and why is that important? And is parenting about your child's behavior or really is parenting about your own behavior and how you can change it and modify it and create a better reality in your parenting by just changing your behavior because also your kids will follow your lead. If you change and you're calmer over time, so, so will they, they be. And so that's what we're kind of looking for is you're, you're leading this family, right? You're the, you're the head of household and, and you're leading this family. And what kind of leader do you want to be? Do you want to be the calm, connected, Nothing rattles me, leader. Think about the people that you that you would want to follow in your life, like the best bosses you had, or you know the best adults you abused when you were a kid, coaches or whomever was in your life. Which ones did you respect the most? Were they the ones who were constantly getting upset or telling you what you should and shouldn't do, or were they like the calm, connected, smart, centered leader? Those are the ones I liked. The ones that just were never really rattled. And that's a hard place to be as a parent. That's a hard place to be as a person. But those people, I like to be around. I glean from them. I I feel like I want to be in their aura. These like grounded people that bring a sense of calm. So if nothing else, I hope you get that out of this podcast that You can be that sense of calm for your kids if you can come with your self-regulation and you can change your behavior instead of figuring out how to change theirs. Okay, thanks for joining me on the Peace and Parenting podcast. and I'm so glad you were here.